Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite team in the Bay Area. And today we're going to get to learn more about uh, Straussman with Bailey Johnson of the Columbus Dispatch. Check in on Gannon LaRock and Daniel Gushin's debut at the Barracuda and look at some of the uh, the top 10 rankings uh, that are out there right now before, as we start to get closer and closer to the NHL draft. All that and more on today's Locked on Sharks. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, J.D. Young, Kyle continues his wandering with Australians. Uh, he'll be back soon, so he's on vacation. It's fine. Um, so we're going to get right into it uh, with an interview with Bailey Johnson. We talk about uh, Straussman kind of uh, as she covered him at Michigan. So apparently he's a pretty interesting dude. So enjoy. Today, we are joined by Bailey Johnson of the Columbus Dispatch, a repeat uh, guest of the Locked on Sharks podcast. Uh, Bailey's going to talk about one Strauss man, and we're going to see how many times we can say Strauss man during this conversation about Strauss man, the Sharks' newest goalie prospect, Strauss man being the prospect in question. <laughs> Bailey, how's it going? I'm really good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me back. Yes. Um, I, well, it's very rare that people actually ask to come back on, so we ha- usually have to beg. So when you were like, can I come back on? Uh, yes, I was going to take a, any opportunity to have someone come back on. So uh, but yeah, so the, the Sharks signed Strauss Mann, uh, a goalie who played for University of Michigan, uh, then spent last year in the SHL, as well as um, also represent the United States in the Olympics. So I guess the big question is, uh, who are these Sharks getting in goaltender Strauss Mann? <laughs> Strauss Mann is a fascinating dude. It's part of the reason I wanted to come on here, having covered him for two years at Michigan, getting to know him and getting to know his story. He is a total weirdo in the best way possible. Um, super to be into... fair, aren't goalies, all goalies kind of weird in a little bit? Definitely, but... <laughs> but he takes it to an extra level. Actually, Ooh. one of my really good friends did a story our second year covering him where he did Strauss's diet for a month because Strauss at the time was very committed to his paleo diet and even took it a step, couple steps beyond normal paleo. He did all sorts of crazy stuff. He had this like water filter he took with him on the road. Um very committed to that sort of thing, but excellent goaltender was coming out of high school, really didn't have any opportunities. Went to, I think he went to a bunch of open tryouts for junior teams, ended up in Fargo, won a championship in Fargo, which is how he ended up at Michigan. Um, he'd always wanted to go to Michigan, but never really thought it was going to be possible for him. It was the back of his first year pretty quickly supplanted their starter as Hayden Levine, who had led them in the frozen four the year before as the guy and kind of the rest is history from there. He had a great three years at Michigan and went to Sweden, went to the Olympics, which I was so excited for because I knew that if he had an opportunity on that stage, he would probably end up getting at least an AHL deal, if not an NHL deal. And obviously that is what happened. So really good stuff for him. Yeah. I mean, you look at his numbers in, you know, so like his, you know, uh, the 2019, 2020 season, I was cut short from, from COVID you know, he played 35 games, had a 185 goals against and 930 uh, nine save percentage with six shutouts. Um, 
And then the year after, you know, they played 21 games and uh, 189 goals against with a 930 save percentage in, in five shots. I know that year was a little bit wonky because of all the COVID rules and regulations and stuff. But like, those are really great numbers. I know, especially those Michigan teams are really, really stacked with a lot of great A talent. But I mean, you still got to make the saves at some point. So like, why do you think he wasn't drafted or given a chance, you know, especially at a college, especially where you, you can find goaltenders coming from, you know, the, the strangest of places, right? Yeah, his size has definitely always been a knock against him. They say six feet. I think 5'11 is probably more realistic. So there's kind of the saying that guys who are tall have to prove that they can't play and guys who are short have to prove that they can. Um, I don't quite know what happened when he was coming out of Michigan after his junior season. I think everybody thought that a North American deal was very much within reach, probably not an NHL offer at that point, but definitely would get in somebody's system and at least be playing here in the States or in Canada, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that sort of didn't materialize and Sweden turned out to be really good for him. I know he has talked about how hard it was and how difficult it was because the team that he played for, which I will not attempt to pronounce because I know that I will get it wrong, (laughs) um, is he wasn't in Stockholm. He wasn't in like a big city. He was way up there in the very far north of Sweden, had to deal with a lot of, cultural adjustments and you know not seeing the sun all winter he's been pretty <laughs> open about that on his social media about how hard that was which I think is really cool to see him let people in like that to the behind the scenes but he's always had a reputation of being a really hard worker um Michigan's goalie coach when I covered them was Chris Mayotte who's now the head coach at Colorado College and he adores Strauss will rave about him to anybody who will talk about him just a really hardworking guy very dedicated to his fundamentals he has to be with his size right he has to be on it with everything and understand what he's doing. But I watched him put in tons of work before and after practice. If there was a goal, I distinctly remember his sophomore year, he had had a couple games where he was always letting in goals coming down the left wing off the rush. Like if guys were on an on-man rush, they're coming off the left side, they could beat him because he wasn't playing that angle right. Mm -hmm. He had somebody work with him on it for probably a full week after practice. They just did shot after shot after shot coming down the left side. And about a month later in a game, there was a rush like that. And he knew exactly where he needed to be, stopped it. And like, you could just tell that he had put in all the work to figure that out. That's awesome to hear, especially, you know, where um, there's been rumors of, of certain goaltenders who used to play for the Sharks, uh, <coughs> Martin Jones, uh, who wasn't, you know, willing to kind of take in that extra work or, or, you know, kind of take that extra coaching. And, you know, they kind of thought they were, they knew what they were doing. But that, that's good to hear that where, you know, he wants to try to get better and stuff like that. So, um, kind of with, with Strauss man, and again, anytime I can say Strauss man, cause the sharks are collecting epic goalie names. Um, you know, you, you talked about how kind of a quirky guy, like what else are, are can sharks fans, you know, he's going to be most likely playing, he's going to be playing the Barracuda next season as they open their new arena. Like what can sharks fans, you know, expect from him and like his personality. He's incredibly, incredibly smart really well-read, so interesting to talk to, and a really nice guy. Like, I've always seen him, always have tons of time for the fans and want to make those connections. Um, He had almost a 4.0, if not actually a 4.0, in his studies at the business school at Michigan, and that was something that was really important to him. Frankly, because a lot of his time at Michigan, he thought that was going to be his path. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe he'd get a year or two in the American League, but, you know, he's going to need that business degree for his post-hockey career. But he's always very dedicated to that. Super, super smart guy. Like I said, definitely quirky. His teammates will give him a lot of grief about the weird stuff he does. He used to wear these crazy blue light goggles on the bus on road trips at night. And, you know, you've never seen somebody more dedicated to their body and their craft like that than he is. He's really into 
biohacking and all that sort of stuff, which if you get him talking about it, he'll go for hours and it's so fascinating. He really loves to talk about that and explain all the things that he does. So definitely interesting dude. The S man, he's going to have to cut. Copy Tom Brady, the TB12, gonna have S Man. I don't know what his number is gonna be, but yeah, yeah, he'll have something for sure. <laughs> okay, the brand name, he's gotta work on the brand name, but yeah. Um, so I mean, the Sharks, he's he's like I say, he's probably gonna be playing with the Barracuda next year. You know, they're definitely the Sharks have definitely been trying to reload their goalie pipeline with with the uh, you know, signing of Strauss Man and you know, drafting Benga Drugs, making some of the trades that they've done. Um, realistically do you think he could potentially if everything kind of pans out do you think he could potentially play for the sharks in a couple years definitely i definitely think he's an nhl goaltender i wouldn't say i think he's like a starter Mm -hmm. i don't know that that's in his game but definitely he's a very quality backup the kind of guy who could even split you know a good stretch of games in the season i would expect him after he settles into the north american pro game to be sort of the next guy up and the Barracuda may be right behind if any of the two goalies with the Sharks go down to be the guy that's sort of right there to get called up. He's definitely got that potential. Nice. Um, I know I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how he does, especially because, I mean, he's been playing North American ice, you know, when he went to college, he went to the SHL where they have the, of course, the much bigger rink and then how quickly he's going to have to adjust to go back to North American ice. It's not like where he hasn't played on it before. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I talked about it yesterday, you know, where it's with, with goaltenders and especially with the pipeline where the Sharks have where, you know, it's not like the Sharks have a long-term guy at the at the position. And so right now you just keep taking swings on these guys and hopefully you find one, you know, that, that can kind of suit you. And we see goaltenders come from nowhere all the time. So, so. Uh, Bailey, um, we'll getting off goaltenders here really quick. How exciting is it for you to see all these mission guys just kind of come into the NHL and already making an impact where we've seen Bortolo doing well, you know, Beneers is, is, is doing awesome with the Kraken, Kent Johnson, et cetera, et cetera. Um, as someone who's covered these guys, how, how cool is it to see these guys doing their, their thing? It's been unbelievable, especially for me here in Columbus with them getting both Kent Johnson and Nick Blankenberg. Oh, you got it. I know, right in your, right your backyard. Yeah. Again. I know it's been so cool. Um, Blanks was a guy that I got to know really well when he was here and had a great relationship with him and his family. So to get to reconnect with them and see them, I just picked up some newspapers for his mom today because a story about him ran on the front page of our sports section. And I texted her and she asked for newspapers. So I'll see her Friday night, at the Ottawa game and give those to her. Um, it's been great. Kent's settling in. Obviously Thomas is playing so well. I thought that was almost hilarious the way they sent him to the Barracuda and immediately were like, okay, you're too good for this. We need, <laughs> we need you in the NHL right away. Yes. Um, it was so fun to see the three of them play each other the other night. And yeah, Owen's doing well in Buffalo. Maddie, they're taking over. And even in the American League, Johnny Beecher just had a great game the other night in Providence. So it's really cool to see these guys uh-huh. that I got to know pretty well. I know Brisson's been killing it for for uh, Henderson right now. I think I don't think he's going to make it to the NHL right away because I think they're trying. They have to manipulate so much cap. They're going to probably have to try to yeah. keep him stretched out for a little bit. So yeah, I mean, and then they're just reloading with more dudes coming. It's that's crazy with with Michigan, yeah. just how they're their recruiting like, class is crazy with Adam Fantilli coming in and. They've got a huge recruiting class that's on its way. Yeah, Nazar, so. who I'm really excited about. I'm hoping the Sharks might be in position to draft Nazar. But yeah, it, it's pretty crazy. So, uh, Bailey, thank you for spending some time with us. Where can the people find you and what you're doing right now? Yeah, so my work at the Columbus Dispatch, where I cover the Blue Jackets, is at dispatch.com. And I'm on Twitter at Bailey A. Johnson underscore, where I'm often talking about Strassman and Michigan hockey. So you can find me there. 
Strauss man. Uh, oh, really quick, rank them. So you have name, just names only. Strauss man. You have the goat Benjamin Gaudreau, and then you have uh, Magnus Krona. Like, how would you rank those names? I think Magnus Krona is the winner. That's such a good name. So good. Name. And then Strauss man, and yeah. then Gaudreau third. Gaudreau. I know Gaudreau. I'm gonna have to talk to him. He's gonna have to change the first name to try to fit in with all these. It's it's too plain. Yeah, first he needs name, a little. So. Yeah, he needs a little more spice there. If the first name was better, I think he'd have a chance. Okay, so Billy, thanks again for joining us. Um, all right, guys. Before we get into Gannon Larock and Daniel Gushin's debut with the uh, Barracuda, we got to take a quick break and talk to you guys about our friends over at Shady Rays. Shady Rays, something I use literally every day. Um, they are an independent sunglass company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you don't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' insane protection program, which I've used. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection for every pair. So if you break a pair, they'll send you a brand new one, and it doesn't matter what happened. If you lose a pair... If they go fall in the ocean, it doesn't matter. They will send you a new pair. So give them a try. If you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated uh, to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com. Use the code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized glasses. That's code LOCKEDON for two or more. Uh, the best deal of the season, 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Ray sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. All right, so Gannon LaRock and Daniel Gushin both made their debut with the Barracuda tonight. Um, the Barracuda lost 4-1 to Bakersfield, yada, yada, yada. Uh, the Barracuda are bad, and that's just because they have a lack of talent, which... Uh, starting next year, they will no longer have a lack of talent. But um, it was nice to kind of see, yeah, we're, with the end of both the Sharks and the Barracuda season, you're starting to see a glimpse of, of the future, um, you know, with Bordolo playing uh, with, uh, you know, starting with the Cuda and now playing with the Sharks. And Gushin, who will be on, let's start with Gushin, who will be on the the, the Shark or on the Barracuda next season. Um you see that skill in that shot. Um, he ended tonight. He had four shots on goal, um, really close to scoring a couple a couple times. And I think when he actually gets to play with some more players that aren't, you know, Lane Peterson and the likes of that, um, you'll be able to see more from Gushin. And he really he didn't look out of place. He looked like he fit in. And you know, I, I think he's going to. Again, I think he needs to find. They need to get him with a, 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 a more of a playmaking center. I mean, Lane Peterson's fine, but I, I, I in the AHL he's at a point per game or whatever. But like, he's just putting up stats on a really bad team right now, and he's basically like getting all the opportunities to put up stats right now. So, but yeah, I, I think next year if he's playing with you know a Tristan Robbins or an Ozzy Weisblatt or a Brandon like somebody who else who can help drive plays. I mean, he, on Niagara he really didn't have anybody else around him, but you know it's a big jump from the juniors to the AHL and where guys are. You know, I think there's a 36 year old guy on the on the uh, Condors who's you know so guys twice Scandal Rock's age, but. Um, yeah, Daniel Gershon had a really nice transition. I clipped it and put it on my uh, goal on my uh, Twitter feed, where he's you know starts the from behind his own goal line, 
you know, works it through the blue or works it through the, the neutral zone, gets around a couple guys and takes a nice backhanded shot. And, you know, there just wasn't anybody else there to help kind of corral the puck and keep the puck in the zone. But, you know, stuff like that. He he does has a nice wraparound chance early in the game and has uh, him and actually Lane Peterson were on a uh, two on one and Peterson just couldn't get the puck to him. I think if he did, Gushin's got a really, really good chance of scoring there. But yeah, I, I thought Gushin looked really good. You can see that shot and that offense. Um, you know, he he he's got that shot. And I think once he gets some better, <laughs> some more talented players around him, yeah, you're gonna see him just dominate the AHL um when he when he's not having to do everything by himself. So Looks good. Um, you know, definitely, I, th- I I really was impressed with how he did, you know, especially with his first game on the AHL. You know, he's gone from basically playing the USHL as kind of an overager to playing on a really bad Niagara team last year to playing on a really bad uh, Barracuda team now. So, um, yeah, it'll be it'll be good to see him next year with some more talented players around him. And I'm, I'm excited for um, – I kind of early but i wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if he's leading the the cuda and points next year especially if he's playing with like a tristan robbins or an ozzy or somebody who can get him the puck um on a more frequent basis and um yeah i, I wouldn't be shocked if he maybe not points but maybe if if he's leading in goals next year i wouldn't be shocked on that so um again Larock, you know and so again he's i thought he looked good too um you know there's definitely it's a lot tougher for a, an 18 year old defenseman. Like I said, he was, there was a, one of the forwards for the, the condors was like 36 and he, he did pace him at one point kind of late in the game, but I thought again, you know, had a couple of nice little plays. You could tell as the game wore on, he definitely got his confidence, um, made a couple little errors in the beginning of the game. And, you know, and I think that was probably just nerves and stuff where, you know, just kind of building that confidence and kind of figuring out, um, you know, his game in there. Um, but you can see, you know, he he's, I really liked where he was making solid defensive plays. He had a nice little poke check that caused an offsides at the blue line. You know, he was, um, you know, making good plays with his stick. Um, I think with his physicality, he'll, that'll come to with just the confidence. I mean, because he's, you know, although he's 18, he's, he's the same size as a lot of these guys. And it's kind of that, you know, where he just doesn't know how to use his body yet. And that'll just come with more experience and um, he, like where he'll be able to kind of win those puck battles and win those battles in front of the net and stuff like that. Um, definitely had, you know, uh, a couple, couple good plays in the offensive zone too. Had a couple a nice keep in that led to a night uh, wraparound chance uh, for Yops. Um, but, you know, I, again, it's for him. I want to see more uh, when he has the puck on his stick, um, you know, kind of, I want to see him kind of work on that transition game and how he gets the puck you know, from his own zone into the offensive zone. And that's, again, he's, he's 18, he's a defenseman and learning playing defense is, you know, is, it's hard. It's hard enough as it is. And then being, you know, half the age of some of these other guys. So I thought he showed him, uh, himself really well. Um, he did have a, a shot attempt a little wide, but um, you know, he's, you can see that he's got the tools and, he just got to put together and the way that he works and how smart and cerebral is, I'm not worried about him. So um, yeah, it'll be good when he goes back to Victoria next year to kind of, 
know what he needs to work on. And now that he's actually played in and, you know, he'll play in a couple AHL games and kind of seeing what that next level is, he'll be able to work on those things all next year as he's one of the bigger guys and, and stuff in the AHL. So I'm, or in the V in the WHL and I'm, I'm excited for, you could see those little glimpses with him. And I think, you know, another year in juniors and then he can kind of start working his way through. And, um, you know, there, you can definitely see the, the pieces are there with Gannon and just take it slow, let the kid develop and yeah, nothing to worry about with him. So, um, before we get into some of the rankings, um, out there by some of the uh, big wigs. Let's go ahead and take a break and talk to you guys about our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online, you guys know, it's number one source for your betting sports, betting stats, and sports info. You find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, which are off to an amazing start and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Go Giants! BetOnline is your confirmed source for your sports wager information from live betting to the playoffs, esports, and more. So head to their website today. Use your mobile device and learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right. So, you know, we're, we're slowly working our way towards the NHL draft. Um, the They just announced the lottery is going to be May 10th. Um, I'm going to be on vacation at Legoland. I'll bring my stuff just in case if the Sharks win a win the lottery and Kyle and I will do some sort of uh, emergency podcast and then my wife will be mad at me for the rest of the night. But uh, we will cross that bridge when we get there. So, you know, right now the Sharks are probably looking at, we, we I talked about um, a couple of days ago where the Sharks are probably ended up being, you know, especially with with kind of the other the schedule for the sharks and all the other teams around them probably still looking at that 10th or 11th spot um so some of the the current rankings um let's see so uh sam costantino he put out a new ranking uh today april 20th uh well yesterday as you guys are hearing this um so his kind of top 10 shane Wright, of course logan cooley um Yurov Slavkovsky, Matthew Savoy, Simon Nemec, uh, David Yurik, Jonathan Lekermaki, which is really high. Um, kind of that's the highest I've seen him. Most of the time he's kind of in, in the mid-teens. Brad Lambert, um, Joachim Kimmel, Connor Geeky, um, Cutter Gother, Daniel Yurov, Pavel Minta Yurik, I can't say his name. Uh, Marco Casper Owen Pickering kind of rounds up your top 15. Other names of note, Frank Nazar, who we've covered, was at 17. Phil uh, Messar was at 18. Uh, Kevin Korczynski uh, is at 21. Yeah, I've seen him in the top 10. Um, so Lo- Liam Ogren, 25. Yeah. So his kind of different, some interesting ones. Um, Josh Bell, FC Hockey, he had one come out on April 15th, so about a week ago. Um, Shane Wright, of course, Logan Cooley, Simon Nemec, uh, Yurov Slavkowski, Matthew Savoy, Daniel Yurov, uh, Kevin Korczynski, Brad Lambert at 8, Joachim Kimmel, Frank Nazar at 10, David Yurik at 11, Rutger McGrody, uh, who's going to Michigan next year, 
um, Cutter Gother, Connor Geeky, Gleb Chikazov, and then uh, Lekkenmarki at 16. Some of the other guys we've covered. Uh, Philip Maysar at 19. Uh, Noah Oslin at 21. Seamus Casey at 23. So kind of the, the same thing. Uh, let's see who else has got some. Um, I think Bob McKenzie. Bob McKenzie's list. Uh, he hasn't. His was just the midterm, so he hasn't updated his recently. Uh, but he's kind of the guy when it comes to it. Usually, his list are the most accurate and kind of closest to what scouts are. See. Um, so he has Shane Wright, Logan Cooley, Joachim Kemmel, uh, three, Matthew Savoy, four, Yorav Slavkowski, five, Ivan uh, Mirochinkink. I'm going to have to work on that one. Yeah, that guy. Uh, David Yurik, seven, Daniel Yurov, eight, Simon Nimick, nine, Connor Geeky, 10, Brad Lambert, 11, Jonathan Lekermaki, uh, 12, Cutter Gother, uh, 13, Frank Nazar, 14, Isaac Howard, 15. Some of the other guys that we have covered. Philip Mysar, 22. Uh, Ogren at 23. Um, Gleb is way the fudge down there. And then I think uh, Craig Buttons. Uh, let's do his list because he's also uh, not our favorite guy on the uh, on the old Locked on Sharks, but uh, his March rankings. So Shane Wright, Logan Cooley, uh, Yerv Slikowski, uh, Simon Nimick, Joachim Kimmel, Cutter Gother, Pavel, uh, Mitikyov, uh, David Yura, Jimmy Snuggard, uh, which is really high compared to everybody else I've seen. Lekarmaki is at 10. Uh, Daniela Yurov, Savoy, you know, then we got Nazar at 14. So kind of the, the same thing. Connor Geeky, all the, Connor Geeky at 26 and Brad Lambert at 27. Um, so you can see what he thinks of those guys. So, yeah, kind of, it, I think this draft is, especially what we've heard, is just such a mixed bag of, of who could be available and, um, you know, and, and who, especially after the top few names where it's just, it's just kind of find the guy that you want. So um, we're going to continue, especially as the season uh, winds down, we're going to really start to hammer the draft profiles again here soon, especially when Kyle gets back. Because uh, we like to do both, we like to do the draft profiles together. Um, so yeah, we're going to start hammering those here again really soon. Um, and then, of course, uh, so for tomorrow, we'll we'll cover the um, the Blues game. Maybe I'll do and kind of look at some more of the mock drafts, or maybe do a mock draft like kind of the um, how maybe another FC hockey. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. What, what comes to what I want to talk about. So. Um, so yeah, that's going to be it for us today. Um, you can find us of course on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at locked on sharks. Um, you can listen wherever you get your podcasts, of course, uh, free and available everywhere. Um, Apple, Spotify, anchor, odyssey, all that fun jazz. You guys know where to find us. Uh, YouTube, go ahead and subscribe at locked on sharks. Again, we want to try to hit a thousand subscribers before the draft chipping away chipping away every day so please go ahead if you haven't subscribed um also um if you're listening on apple give us a nice five-star review write a little review for us we haven't gotten one in a while so go ahead and do that um you can find me on twitter at my file kyle is that kyle demetrius uh be back tomorrow 
Um, so again, thank you guys for making us your first listen. Go check out the Locked On NHL Fantasy. Um, go check out uh, if you want to go the Locked On Blues. And who else the Sharks play this weekend? Locked On Blackhawks, Locked On Vegas. I think I'm going to be on the Vegas podcast for a little preview. You can go check that out. Um, or go check out any of the other amazing podcasts, such as uh, Locked On Raptors, as our poor friend Sean is probably crying after Yola and Bede hit that three. So that'll do it. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye, friends. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.